This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, April 16th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo, Captain America himself. How you doing, Tone? I'm John Walker. I had to do what I had to do. <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I just got done watching this week's episode. Did you really? Did. Yeah, I woke up a little earlier, watched it. Uh, we'll discuss on the Proton Pack. Shameless plug. Check us it out. Check it out Tuesday. But otherwise, it's Friday, man. I'm doing great. How are oh, you? So good. Happy it's Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. You know, it's beautiful outside. And oh, is it beautiful? Oh, is it beautiful for you? It is. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It very much snow here last night. A dumpy dumpy. Snow everywhere. It'll melt. It'll melt by noon. <laughs> Just what you want for the middle of April, right? Yeah, it's what you want. It's Colorado, man. Exactly. Forget the thunderstorms. We go winter from November till June. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's yeah, all right. You know, it's it's for the people who like it. It's great for the people who don't. You know, what? it melts pretty quick. Yeah, it goes fast. Exactly. It is what it is. Just more more time to wear hoodies, man. There you go. Screw it. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, have you ever found out about, about a long-lost family member that you didn't know about previously? Uh, we kind of, yeah, not really. Is that weird? That, that's kind of a stupid answer. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> not really. Per se, blood-wise, like, is there a sibling to my sister Shana and I? No. Um, but we have um, <clears throat> my uncle. Uh, he he discovered that he had a sister he didn't know about. Okay. I mean, this is not a knock, but no offense. But his uh, his dad used to like to. What did Bobby Brown used to say? Hump around. That was his song. <laughs> humping around. He used to go around. Carson City's not very big. Well, lo and behold, he hooked up with somebody and. Uh, and my uncle has a have has a half sister, and it's crazy. She looks just like him, and everything, wow. and didn't get to meet her until like just a few years ago. So for my uncle, more so, yes than me. Hey. Um, but I guess that's a small tie to the family. So there you go, perfect I example. I don't know her, but she's like a half something something. I don't know how that <laughs> uh, one goes. Half 
cousin i don't yeah, know it's like like a second third cousin something like that yeah yeah well all that goes to say that this was a reunion one family did not expect a chinese right, right. mom prepared for her son's wedding day on wednesday march 31st she made a shocking discovery his blushing bride was actually her long lost daughter According to a report from the Times Now News, the mom realized who the woman was after spotting a birthmark on her hand. The groom's mother quickly approached the bride's parents and asked if their daughter had been adopted about 20 years ago. The pair were equally as surprised at the inquiry as they kept the adoption a secret from most, including their own daughter. The bride's parents confirmed that they had indeed rescued her as a baby. They confessed that they had found her as an infant bundled up on the side of the road and took her in to raise her as their own child. The bride, upon hearing the truth, burst into tears and embraced her biological mother. According to Times Now News, she called meeting her birth mom happier than the wedding day itself. Oh, poor groom. As joyous as the mother-daughter reunion was, the bride expressed concerns about going through with the wedding now that she knew her true relation to the groom's mother. Luckily, according to Oriental Daily, the groom was also adopted, so they weren't biological brother and sister okay. marrying each other. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking, I might. The wheels are turning in the story. I'm like, that's what I thought at first too. His okay. mother explained that she took him in after spending many years searching for her biological daughter without success. She had allegedly resigned herself to never finding her daughter. Although the family dynamic might become a bit complicated, the bride and groom went through with the nuptials. Party guests got to celebrate the wedding as well as the mother and daughter meeting again. This fortuitous reunion is the latest in a series of families coming together again after being forced apart. Just last month, another Chinese woman was reconnected with her birth family after she had been kidnapped and sold three decades prior. Back in 2018, an Asian couple found their son 22 years after he was abducted by his father's co-worker. So, just goes to show that, uh, you know, luckily it wasn't one of those situations where it was a biological son marrying a biological daughter without knowing. I mean, could you imagine the repercussions of that? No, why am I... Um... I'm just, I'm portraying like a Kevin Smith film in my head. Uh, anyone reason why these two should not be joined for marriage? Uh, I object. That's my birth daughter. Left you on the side of the road. Sorry, honey. They raised you. Oh, and by the way, son, I ain't your mom either. We adopted you, so you two could totally still get married. Aw, <laughs> uh, let we are family. And roll credits. There you go, Tony. I think it's just, it, yeah, it's just, it, it's just, wow. It's definitely like a, you go definitely small world, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Very weird how the universe always connects you somewhere where you're supposed to be. And uh, just uh, random. Just well, totally crazy. Yeah. And especially in China, where it is a country of billions of people, the fact that these two found each other, were getting married, and they ended up being somewhat related obviously not by blood thank yeah. god but you know it's yeah that's what i was thinking i was like that poor groomsman it's a better day not only don't i get to marry you but you're my brother kind of weird yeah a little strange kind of strange yeah kind of strange well what's not strange <laughs> is today's show we've got a wonderful show strange lined up for you today <laughs> let's talk about today's show shall we it's We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. Good news! We have a segment called Sound Life Advice. Our call-in topic today is, does it hold up? 
you know, what movie from your past, uh, you know, you went back, rewatched, and it is just terrible. We have a segment called Hauntingly Creepy. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you have a uh, long-lost sister that you accidentally married. We want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now it is the second segment of this show. and You know what that means. Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, April 16th. And here's your Filippo Fest. Fight! Mads Mickelson. I probably butchered that. Nope, you got it right. All right. He's going to co-star in Indiana Jones 5, and everyone's hoping he's going to be the villain. Probably. Nobody knows. Pete Davidson is cast as Joey Ramone for an upcoming biopic film to be on HBO Max. Nope. Uh, the Offspring released their 10th studio album today, Let the Bad Times Roll. You can now stream it after this show. It's available now. I actually listened to that this morning as well. I liked it. Nice. It's a good album. Yeah, it's good. Amazon Prime passes 200 million subscribers. I bet you're one. I'm one. You, the listener, are probably one. So there you go. Listen to Offspring on Amazon Prime. Shameless plug. CBS announced on April 15th that it renewed Blue Bloods for season 12, SWAT for season 5, NCIS for season 19, Bull for season 6. I don't know why I said it like that. Bull? Bull? And Magnum P.I. minus the stash for season 4 for the 2021-2022 season. Well, the Magnum P.I. stash is still there. It's just on Blue Bloods now. Oh, that's true. I didn't even put that together. It's crazy that Magnum P.I. is still on a show 
but then there's a reboot of the show that made him popular. Weird. It's like exception. It is. Speaking of kind of like 80 superstars iconic, well, like father, like daughter, David Hasselhoff made his career as the beefcake on Baywatch, and now his daughter Haley is following his well-oiled footsteps. The 28-year-old made history by being the first plus-size model to appear nude in Playboy. She was the maid cover. She was the maid cover girl for the European edition of the men's magazine, and she explained to the Daily Mail that her parents, Hasselhoff and actress Pamela Bach, were supportive. It, it's funny. We're supportive of this career <laughs> move. That's it, It's in quotations. Supportive. My dad is very supportive in the choices I make for my own career. My mom and dad are always very supportive in everything that I have done. You have to remember, I've been in this industry since I was 14, and I've been a curve model since I was 14. We all have different journeys in the curve industry, but I started out as a curve model, and I'm still a curve model today. I wonder what she does for a living. I don't know. Is she I mean, uh, promoting I mean, curvemodels.com? Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I didn't know Playboy was still a thing. I haven't seen a Playboy in... Uh, don't know when. Last I heard, so, they were going away from the nudies. Yeah, well, they did, but then they realized that that was not the right move, so they went back to the nudies, you know? And it turns out it wasn't just for the article, so all that BS they fed you, it was BS. It was for the curved models. There you go. So, but nonetheless, if uh, if you're a fan of uh, Playboy and you want to check out David Hasselhoff's daughter, well, she is on the cover. She's a very pretty lady, and uh, it is definitely a reminiscence of Playboy covers of years past, so... If you want to check that out, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Predator screenwriters are suing the to win the rights back from Disney. So Deadline reports that Disney responded to the lawsuit filed by Jim and John Thomas by filing their own counter lawsuit, claiming the brothers are attempting to prematurely terminate 20th Century Fox's, well, formerly 20th Century Fox's rights to the Hunter's screenplay as the time the studio is working on developing another entry in the franchise. Defendants notice failed to comply with these statutory requirements are invalid as a matter of law, states Disney's own jury-seeking complaint, also filed today in federal court. Oh, boy, we're keeping the predator. <laughs> 20th Century seeks a declaration pursuant to 28... Oh, my God, that's a lot of stuff to read, so... Jim and John Thomas, the writers of 1987's Predator. I just had to zip through all the legal mumbo jumbo. It's going to put everyone to sleep, man. Uh, it's early morning. We don't want to put you to sleep. We want to wake you up. And that's some boring ass stuff there. So Jim and John Thomas, the writers of 87's Predator, filed a lawsuit against Disney because they want the rights back. The Thomas brothers filed the lawsuit in California and claimed that Disney the company that obviously bought 20th Century Fox and all its properties, is getting in their way. <laughs> Copyright laws termination provision states that roughly 35 years for newer works, the original authors of a, pro of a property may cancel transfer and end a studio's hold on a franchise. In 2019, the same issue arised over the rights over movie franchise franchises like Terminator and Die Hard, which were coming up on their 35th anniversaries. Disney had been planning a Predator reboot with 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg, but the termination notice 
with the Thomas brothers first filed in 2016 may alter those plans. So if they win, which it sounds like they have a good chance of winning, I don't know if they will. I mean, taking on the house of mouse seems like a uh, tough challenge, right. but uh, I don't know. What do you think? You think predator would be better off under a different uh, banner or do you think being under the house of mouse in whatever studio they use was it 20th century studios is what they call it now correct you yeah. think it'd be better off being there you know I, I think it's just fine under uh disney you know disney has a long track history of treating properties very well uh, if you look at the last couple predator movies they weren't that great the other thing is no. you know these guys you know as far as authors of the predator they may get the rights back to their script but they don't own the film production itself you know the film that was distributed so you know i think they're kind of spinning their wheels spending money where maybe it's not worth spending that money but uh ultimately whoever ends up producing a new predator movie they're gonna get paid either way Exactly. Well, and that's the thing. As an artist, when you come up with an idea and you sell that, if you're not careful with the contracts, you give away the rights and it could be bastardized. It could do anything could happen to it because you've signed the rights away and you're getting compensated because it's your creation. But that comes with the territory, unfortunately. And I agree with you. I think you look back, Disney used to have touchstone pictures. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, so they used to do action flicks and things like that that were not "quote unquote" under the Disney banner. Right. It's just a side studio. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be Disney's Predator. It's not gonna be him dancing around <laughs> with little cartoon birds flying around. You know, little birds ain't gonna fly at your screen. Predator like Princess. That. Yeah, you ain't gonna get any of that. So it's gonna be. I agree. It's in good hands and. Uh, just an interesting random thing. Another interesting random thing built around Disney is obviously with that purchase, they got the rights to the Home Alone movies. And guess what's being rebooted? Home Alone. Disney no. Plus. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And here's an update. It's almost finished. It's being reimagined. So uh, Keenan Tom Thompson's in charge of this. He spoke candidly about the film getting made he said he's optimistic the movie is very close to being finished it was a long shoot started in canada got shut down then came back around because of the pandemic it's been very splotchy as far as trying to get it done is concerned i think they're getting very close to finishing it um i did adr for it recently so that's usually one of the last steps so it's coming out the Home Alone reboot will be directed by Dan Mazur with a script from Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. In addition to Thompson, the film will star Archie Yates from Jojo Rabbit, Rob Delaney from Deadpool 2, Ellie Kemper from The Office, Ali Mackey from Toy Story 4, Chris Parnell, Saturday Night Live, Asia Baring from Love Yourself, Pete Holmes from Crashing, and Timothy Simons from Veep. So I'm assuming Thompson's just a producer on it or something. I think he I just, stars in it as well. Uh, I don't know. I kind of say you just don't need to. This is one of those things you probably don't need to go back and reboot. We're good nope. with the classic. You don't need another one. Yeah, there's some movies that absolutely do not need a reboot. Back to the Future is no. one of those. Home Alone, I would say, is another. I mean, just look at Home Alone 3, and there was even a fourth one that was just terrible. Yeah, they were pretty bad. You, you know, one and two, just fine. Yep. So... 
So with that being said, before I go into the birthdays, I just got to say, if you're a Ninja Turtle fan, it's officially been confirmed for the Switch that Shredder's Revenge is coming. We still don't have a date, but they did show off a little sizzle reel. So it is coming, which is awesome. Totally. If you're a Turtle fan, it's great. Anyways, I agree, Friday, they need to leave the Goonies alone as well. They don't need to touch that. So now, with all that being said, let's roll on to those Friday birthdays, shall we? and model who won critical acclaim for her breakout roles, the young Puritan girl, Thomason, in the 2016 craptacular movie, The Witch. Kind of forgot she was in it. That movie was so bad. Yeah. Uh, she was also magic in The New Mutants, and she appeared in Split Glass. And Emma, and she's in a lot of other things. She's very popular right now. Anna Taylor-Joy is 25. Martin! He's been in Bad Boys. Big Mama's House, Blue Streak, and the show Martin. Martin Lawrence is 56. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is 74. Bill Belichick is 69. Nice. And uh, recently canceled Gina Carano. Um, I forgot she was in Deadpool. Yeah. Did you? I forgot she was in that. 39 today. 39. Former Rocky who got traded away for a bag of peanuts. Probably less than that. <laughs> Nolan Arenado is 30. And one of the greatest voice actors of our generation. He was Stimpy. He was Roger Klotz on Doug. Philip J. Fry on Futurama, which is fitting because it's Friday. He even did a recent Elmer Fudd, Popeye, and Woody Woodpecker. But we like to know him more as Stimpy and Philip J. Fry. Billy West, 69 as well. That's your celebrity birthdays for April 16th. Happy birthday. And... Get the new Offspring album. (laughs) Folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we'd like to take you in the weekend on an up note with good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio of course with an R, or on Twitter and Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N. F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. Now, being that it's Friday, we like to take you guys into the weekend on an up note because there is so much hate, vitriol, and divisiveness. Hell, listen to the news before the show starts. It's just bad news after bad news. Well, it we, is. Uh, yeah. Well, we like I to- get distracted by Gubo. <laughs> oh, Gubo! <laughs> Well, we like to turn the tables a little bit and uh, bring you guys good news, everyone. 
So I'll go ahead and kick off with this one. Multiple sclerosis has been a part of Emily Blossberg's life for as far back as she can remember. When she was two years old, Blossberg's dad was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, an autoimmune disease that disrupts the central nervous system. At that point, my parents had absolutely no idea what MS was, Blossberg told, uh, tells Yahoo Life. So when the doctor said, you have MS, Blossberg says her parents' first question was, what does that mean? We have a young kid at home, and how is that going to affect our lives? But rather than feeling defeated by the diagnosis, Blossberg says that's when her dad and mom decided that they weren't going to let MS stop them from living their lives and experiencing things as a family. We just learned to do it with MS, she says. But 13 years later, the disease would become even more personal. When Blossberg was in eighth grade, she noticed that her hand felt a little strange, she recalls, like it had a glove on top of it. So I told my mom about it, and she said, let's keep an eye on it and see what the doctor says, says Blossberg. However, the sensation she was experiencing in her hand eventually spread first to her entire arm and then to her whole body. A couple weeks later, her eyes started moving around rapidly and uncontrollably, a condition called vertical nystagmus, and her skin became extremely sensitive. Blossberg says the symptoms she was experiencing felt familiar because they really looked a lot like things that my dad was experiencing, adding, we knew what the MS symptoms were. Dr. Jeffrey Dunn, an MS specialist at Stanford Healthcare, tells Yahoo Life that MS affects the central nervous system, impacting the brain, spinal cord, and optic nerves. But because the central nervous system controls our awareness of everything, MS can really cause any symptoms that a human body can feel from the top down, says Dr. Dunn, including fatigue, double vision, tingling, dizziness, and weakness. Although these symptoms can be caused by several different health conditions, Dunn explains that one of the most helpful clues with MS is that the disease tends to start slowly, build up, and then linger for several weeks before getting better. Although the symptoms were familiar to Blossberg, it was hard for her to believe that she might have MS. The chance of a child of a parent with MS getting MS is about 3% higher than the general population, says Blossberg. So although it was a possibility, it was never really a big, big thing in our minds until my symptoms started to show. And then we kind of just realized that maybe this is what we're dealing with. Dr. Dunn explains that there are both genetic and environmental factors that can increase the risk of MS, which is why it makes it so difficult to parse out the cause in Blossberg's case. Dr. Dunn says it's possible that Blossberg developed MS because of a genetic predisposition. After 14 months of countless MRIs and other tests to get to the bottom of her symptoms, Blossberg was officially diagnosed with MS in 2011. At first, she says she blamed herself for the diagnosis. I was appreciating the attention that I was getting, she admits, but I was getting letters in the mail. I was getting visitors. I pretty much had my mom's undivided attention for a year as they were trying to figure out my diagnosis. And so when I finally did get the diagnosis, I blamed myself because I had wanted that attention back. I felt like it was my fault, but I knew that logically it was not. She adds that the diagnosis was also frightening. It was scary knowing that I had seen my dad giving himself injections for 13 years at the point, and then the struggles that he faced knowing that that was my future. She realized she needed to connect with other teenagers who had MS and truly understood what she was going through. So Blossberg reached out to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, boy, that's a tongue twister, where her father <laughs> had volunteered for years, but at the time, Blossberg says they didn't know of any teens with MS. 
Despite the setback, Blossberg didn't give up. I knew there had to be other kids out there, and I wanted to connect with them, she says. A little over a year after she was first diagnosed, Blossberg finally found a 16-year-old in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with MS. That teen knew of others in her area who also had MS, and the group decided to get together with Blossberg's dad, driving her the four hours to Sioux Falls so she could meet them all. Blossberg then decided to create a Facebook page for young people with MS and continued searching for others and enlisted the help of the National MS Society. If you find anyone else young, let me know, Blossberg recalls saying to the organization. I want to talk to them. I want them to know that they're not alone. Blossberg's Facebook page was her way of bringing young people with MS together, but she decided to take things one step further by founding Oscar the MS Monkey, a nonprofit that supports children and teenagers who have been diagnosed with the disease. It all started with a hobby. Blossberg had always loved knitting, but that became too painful after she developed MS. So after a friend taught her how to make sock monkeys, she decided to make one for herself using an orange sock, the hue that represents MS, and naming it Oscar. Blossberg eventually started making sock monkeys for other kids and teens with MS so they would not feel alone. The organization grew from there. The nonprofit has sent nearly 500 care packages to young people around the world, each containing one of the Oscars' handmade buddies, a smaller version of the original Oscar, along with hosting camps for families and teens with MS pre-COVID. No one has to fight alone, she says. Through it all, Blossberg says her entire family has been proud of her, especially her father. He knows what it's like to live with MS, she shares. He's my role model, though. I grew up watching him live with MS and not letting MS get in the way. He's shown me how to do that, and I hope that I'm doing him proud. So a wonderful story of you know somebody who took a tragedy, something that uh, you know they could really feel sorry for themselves, turning around and making it better for other people. And that's what makes that my... Good news, everyone! That's a good news story, man. Yeah. That definitely gets you... You know, just MS, it just, my uncle battles it. It's just sad to see. It's just, it's awful. Well, and as somebody with an autoimmune disorder, I've got uh, fibromyalgia. I was diagnosed at 22. Yeah, I feel for people with MS, which, you know, it's almost an even more extreme version of what I go through. Yeah, and not to make light of your disease. So like Taylor Swift said, when she said, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. You weren't feeling what Tay-Tay was feeling at 22? No, I was feeling about 65 at 22. (laughs) Okay, that damn Tay-Tay. Oh, how I crush on her so. Uh, this this good news story is uh, a house is where people live, but a home is where people are loved. Sometimes the bonds of family have no relation to biology. That's when a group of fraternity brothers learn their second mom needed help to retire. She didn't even need to ask. Jesse Hamilton worked as a cook at the Phi Gamma Delta fraternity house, for affectionately known as Fiji, on the campus of Louisiana State University from 82 to 86. Though the single mom had three kids of her own, she treated the young men in her care like surrogate sons, listening to their worries, offering counsel, and even driving them to their doctor's appointments or ferrying them to the grocery store on occasion. I enjoyed doing it. They loved my my cooking, Hamilton said. Cookleton. Cookleton. I was always there to talk things through to them. They'd come in the kitchen and sit on the counter and tell me their problems. Andrew Fasadi, who's now 52 years old, was a Fiji brother in the late 80s. She was truly like a mother to us, he said. She treated us like we were her own kids. She was always looking out for us. 
After leaving LSU, Hamilton found herself juggling jobs to keep afloat financially. It was nothing new. She'd been caught in that, that cycle since the age of 14. But yearning for a home of her own in 2006 at age 60, Hamilton took out a 30-year mortgage for the house she hoped someday to retire in. Over the years, Hamilton stayed in touch with several of her several of the fraternity brothers, among them Fushadi, who now owns a car dealership in Mobile, Alabama. At the onset of the pandemic, Fushadi gave Hamilton a check in call to see how she was faring. During the conversation, he was dismayed to learn she was still working multiple jobs and that retirement wasn't an option in the foreseeable future. Not doing something to rectify the situation wasn't an option for him. Fushadi reached out to Hamilton's family to find out how sorry to find out how high he'd have to set a, mo a monetary goal then started tag teaming his frat brothers for financial donations to pay off her mortgage and give her a nice little cushion as well with contributions they're averaging between six hundred dollars to a thousand dollars from about nine hundred alum alumni oh my gosh alumni i don't know why that word was hard <laughs> alumni. It shouldn't been alumni it's alumni Bushadi's drive raised $51,765. Just a few days prior to her 74th birthday, the boys of Fiji officially declared April 3rd Jesse Hamilton Day. Celebrating the event was catered with a catered party that included the presentation of two giant checks, one for $45,000 to pay off wow. the mortgage and another for $6,675 check just for Hamilton, topped up with commemorative t-shirts and and koozies plus a whole lot of love and more memories now hamilton is finally able to hand her notices in once and for all as fushadi and the other young men whose lives hamilton touch can tell you sometimes guardian angels turn up in unlikely places including the fraternity kitchen where you'll find them doing doling out generous helpings of fried chicken red beans and comfort that goes way beyond comfort food she is the type of person that inspires me people that don't have a lot but give a lot Fushadi told the advocate she's the most giving person you've ever met so this just you know what an awesome thing to do you you go on she took the time to listen to your issues became kind of like your second mom um, and then you were able to finally do well in your life where you're like, you know what, how do we pay it back? And, and those kinds of stories are why we do the uh, good news. It's, it's, it's great stories like that that you like to share with the world. And it's awesome to hear that there are people that are not selfish like that. So Exactly. I love to see people who take care of the people that took care of them, which certainly makes that good news, everyone. Well, folks, that does do it for good news, everyone. We're headed into the break, but when we come back, we've got a segment called Solid Life Advice. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But do not fret, there's still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of does it hold up? Movies that, well, don't hold up. 
Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, about 20 in all. While you're there, be I sure to subscribe. I always want you to keep rolling with that I, second segment, I know. If I memorize like the other 10 of them, I probably would, but uh, I can only think of so yeah, when many. You throw, when you throw the Amazon in there, sometimes I get weirded out. I go, whoa, whoa, there's another one? Right. Oh, there's 20 in all. It's always been there. It's just we don't roll through the entire list. So every once in a while, you throw a curveball. I'm like, whoa. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of both sharing and caring and sort of continuing on from the last segment of good news, decided to uh, do a segment called Solid Life Advice. I came across a list of... uh, basically therapist advice for life that, uh, you know, is actually pretty solid. So we're going to run those down, hopefully make you guys feel a little bit better, uh, just given everything that's going on out in the world right now, and, uh, you know, maybe have a little fun with it as well. So, Tony, if you're ready, we'll go ahead and run down this solid life advice. Good job. All right. Oh, I was waiting. I was like, I'm staring, and I go, wait. I'm waiting. Wait, what? All right, this first one from Twitter user C.S. Negus. That's a hard one to say. See, yeah, that's going to be my new radio name. C.S. Negus. Christian Phoenix with C.S. Negus. It sounds like... C.S. Negus. Hello, C.S. Negus. Sounds like somebody uh, recorded something in reverse. C.S. Negus. (laughs) Negus. Regardless, he says, uh, the people that get mad at you for setting boundaries are the ones that benefited from you not having any. Which, if you really think about it, is, is really solid advice. You know, before you had boundaries, people would take advantage of you. But the minute you set those boundaries and they get mad at you, well, you understand that, well, they were taking advantage of you. Yeah. Let's keep moving on talking sound life advice. Good job. This one from Twitter user Lanaya says, One time I was speaking with my therapist about how I would constantly ruin friendships because I would think I had a crush on someone lead them on, and then once I realized that my feelings weren't real, I dropped them. She then looked me dead in the eye and said, growing up, you never received attention, kindness, or respect from others. So when some, someone finally treats you with kindness, you confuse it with romance. You need to learn that you deserve kindness outside of intimacy, which in the dating world makes a lot of sense. You know, It does. You don't want someone there just to fill the void. You want to accept you for yourself first before you bring somebody else into that. Yeah, no, it's really good. That makes sense because you do get a lot of that. You get those girls. I, well, I, I can lump guys into it too. You know, just from personal get, experience, you, as girls yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get infatuated, and then all of a sudden, it's like you get to that point, and you're like, "Meh, it's not what I thought it was." Bye, and then you want out. You can't just uh, simply just say, "Yeah, I want out." Yeah, and then once yeah. you want out, you ruin a potentially good friendship. So yeah, you really do. Yeah, that's why I always try to like to stay friends with them, but. Doesn't always work. Exactly. Doesn't always work. And especially not with their new boyfriends. Yeah, usually that does not go well. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on. We're talking sound life advice. Good job. This one from Twitter user Hanbin says, My therapist was talking about how the smallest bits of self-care, even make yourself even making yourself a mug of tea, are a way of recognizing your own worth and how meaningful they are when you uh, really dislike yourself. She said, I don't know about you, but I don't often make tea for people I hate. 
And that really hit me, especially because I'm a kind person and tea is one of my go-tos. So maybe when I make tea for myself, I'm saying that to myself and trying to make my day a little bit better. And again, it goes back to uh, you know doing little things for yourself first to make sure that uh, you know you're comfortable, you're happy before going out of your way for others. No, absolutely. It's you. You want to make sure you make time. I'm sorry I missed some of that because there was a phone call, so a lot of that blipped and I didn't hear that whole oh. thing. So <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not giving you a hundred percent good response on that one, bro. I, I didn't hear most of it just because the dang phone call came up on the screen. I tried to delete it. Don't they know that you're doing a radio show? I know. Come on, 303 number spam call. <laughs> it just muted the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, can't hear what's going on. Here's some <laughs> sound life advice. Don't call people during a radio show unless they ask you to. <laughs> Boom! Let's keep rolling on with that. There you go. Sound life advice. Good job. Twitter user Avery says... Emotions are like waves. You don't have to do anything with them. You can just ride them out and let them pass without judgment. There are no good feelings or bad feelings. They just are. I don't necessarily agree with that last part, but as far as riding the waves, riding them through, I do agree with that. You know, sometimes when something seems so bad, all you have to do is just get through it, get to the other side and ride it out because there's no way you can change the trajectory of that wave. You just can't. You have to write it, and, and you got to find comfort. You, that's where you get your inner circle, the people that lift you up. Uh, maybe you find solace in music. Maybe you find some songs about whatever you're going through and try to relate to that. And, uh, you know, time, they say time heals all wounds. It doesn't heal everything, but it, it does take away a lot of the pain of some things. I absolutely know. agree. Like, yeah. All right, let's keep moving we get on. deep into that, but we won't. <laughs> Sound life advice. Good job. Twitter user Rebecca Flynn. couple bullet points here. It says, you can't change or control other people's behavior, only how you react to it. Thoughts are not facts. No is a complete sentence. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Deep breaths when things are super overwhelming. It's okay to eat when you're hungry. Some solid bullet points there. I think the biggest takeaway from this one is that you can't change or control other people's behavior, only how you react to it. And a lot of people go into relationships thinking that, oh, I can change this person. I can make them better. That's not going to be the case. You have to respect them and love them for their faults, be able to look past that. And how you react to those faults is ultimately how healthy that relationship will be. Yeah, and just friendly advice because I have to still do this for myself and I struggle with it at times. You always have to remember the person you're dating is not like the last person you dated or you spent a good chunk of your time with. And I have a hard time thinking they're always going to be like the one person that really burned you. Mm -hmm. And so your guards are up and you, you kind of think everything's like that when it's not true. And I know that, but sometimes I just act like it is. I, it's, it's a weird thing, man. So it's good advice. It's it good is. advice. Very good. All right, let's keep moving on. Solid life advice. Good job. Twitter user I am starry says when you have I am starry. <laughs> when you have suicidal thoughts, you are convinced that it's you that needs to die when it, when that's not how it has to be. Oftentimes it's something inside of you that needs to die, something you need to come to terms with and let go, put to rest. 
And on another note on there, always know that there is somebody out there willing to help. You know, it's never that bad that you should get to that point. Reach out. Reach out to somebody who is willing to listen, who is willing to care and uh, help you through it because life is worth living. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, it's like you go back to your waves comment or life advice with that is life's waves. You're not always going to be riding the high wave of happiness and fun. There are those unfortunate days that just suck and, you know, things don't go well and there's hurt, there's pain. It's just part of life, unfortunately. Exactly. And then finally here in Solid Life Advice. Good job. Twitter user Alice says, it's not trust issues. It's trauma response from your past experiences, which makes a lot of sense. You know, you dwell on the past and you're not going to let yourself move forward. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) I might know a thing or two in that, you know? Exactly. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour of this show. We're headed into the long break. Enjoy the news if you can. And there's a lot of bad news, which is why we did these last two segments. Grab a cup of tea, use the bathroom, and then join us back here in seven minutes. And uh, we've got a whole nother hour for you. Dust. See you guys soon. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, April 16th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fast hour of the day? That first hour went by pretty fast itself. I was going to say that first hour was really quick, but yes, man, let's roll into this weekend. Let's have some fun. And today's topic is a good one. Oh, I'm excited for this one. And, uh, you know, we hinted at it uh, a little bit earlier in the week, but, uh, you know, as I really wrapped my head around it, I, I had just so many movies that uh, I could have chosen, but, uh, you know, that's why it's the interactive portion of the show, because we want to hear from you guys, which is why we give the topic 24 hours in advance. Hopefully you give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can always chime in on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video and comment there. And as we do in the second segment uh, of the interactive portion, we will open up the Stereo app so you can head over to Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media and chat with us live if that's what you choose to do. Today's topic is, does it hold up? We're talking about movies that uh, maybe you loved as a kid growing up. You went back and watched it recently and figured, oh my God, that was a terrible, terrible movie. 
Part of what stemmed this for me was, uh, you know, we know that the new Space Jam movie is coming out. Um, I saw the preview for it recently, and it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look great, but I figured, you know what, I'm going to go back and watch the original Space Jam and, uh, you know, see if it's as fun as I remember it being. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's uh, Michael Jordan is not an actor. He's a terrible actor. Uh, LeBron James, maybe a little bit better in this new one. We'll see. But uh, there was uh, sort of a weird disconnect between the animated characters and the live action characters that, uh, you know, they did great in Who Framed Roger Rabbit almost a whole decade earlier. If there's just something not right. And then, of course, you know, you've got those Looney Tune characters that you grew up knowing and loving, but they weren't necessarily voiced by the original voice actors. They were, uh, you know, replacement voice actors who tried to do close impersonations, and it just didn't hit. And so uh, I got through maybe 30 minutes of uh, the original Space Jam, and I had to turn it off. It was unbearable to watch. Oh, man. I haven't seen Space Jam since I worked at Video Maniacs. Uh, Amanda would uh, play that because we, and during the morning, we were only allowed to do PG movies. Okay. And she would literally watch that over and over and over. And it's because of the music, is why she would really put it in. She could quote it, she knew it. So I saw it a lot back then. Didn't really care for it too much then. And I definitely won't be going back to watch it now. I might check out the sequel just as my nephew used to say, still because, but uh, <laughs> not looking, I don't think it's going to be great. So we'll just go yeah. with that. Well, and the good news with the sequel is it's coming to HBO Max, so you don't have to shell out 11, 12, 13 bucks to go see it at the theater. You can just turn on your HBO Max and, and watch it from there. And if it's not good, just turn it off. Yeah, exactly. Um, mine is, uh, you know, mine. Mike shares mine with me because he, he messaged me and mine's the same as his. But uh, before I go to it, just real quick, the other night when I was looking to buy some movies that were on sale on Vudu, I like to always update that catalog, especially on sale movies. They had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original trilogy, for like 15 bucks. So five bucks for every turtle movie. Cool. And I almost bought it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I remember it being great. And I haven't watched that since I was a kid. So I watched the trailer for every single one because you, you have a part to watch the trailer before you buy it oh my god the trailers made it made me want to stay far <laughs> far far away from my childhood because I still have good fond memories of all three of those I knew Turtles in Time wasn't as good but I loved Secret of the Ooze but after I watched the trailer I was like oh my god Secret of the Ooze looks garbage it looks <laughs> so bad that I'm just like I didn't buy it and I was like I, I can't do this. Well, so and I don't know if the trailer ruined it for you, but uh, I did go back and watch the original one with the boys eh, within the last eh, three, four, five months. And, uh, you know, it wasn't as great as I remember it, but it still held up fairly well. Uh, Turtles in Time, I remember always being terrible, though. <laughs> okay, good. Maybe I'll go back and watch it, but I'm afraid. You know, you have that nostalgic feel like you shouldn't go back and watch, but I know we have a minute. So, uh, The Wizard with Fred Savage and, <laughs> you know, had it, Bo Bridges and Christian Slater in it. Loved, loved, loved that movie as a kid. Just loved it. And uh, you couldn't get it as a teenager. It was a hard-to-find film. We had fond memories because it, it was filmed locally in Nevada. Oh, my God. But you watch it now. It is 
awful. The acting's awful. They like who lets these kids roam? Mm-hmm. Like no one, no one can find these kids. These three kids have all this money because they hustle playing Nintendo. It just. I don't hate it, but it definitely doesn't hold up. It is not like something I'd want to watch with kids. You know, like if I had kids, I would be like, your dad used to love this movie. Let's watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't subject it to it because they would think it would be terrible. But it still holds some nostalgia parts, but like the drive from uh, Reno or from California and how many times they're back and forth in Lake Tahoe, I'm just like, dude. Dude, <laughs> well, it's still like Tahoe. And what biker gang just picks up kids and lets them ride on the back of their bikes? And then all of a sudden they're in Mound House, but then they're up in Tahoe. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm convinced. You got to go to Reno, Spanky. <laughs> I'm convinced that in the 80s, people's suspension of disbelief were much greater than they are today. Uh, a lot of 80s movies just don't hold up because they're so ridiculous, so far fetched that uh, it's just not believable. No, man, and the the wizard loses my uh my sense of belief and it's just doesn't hold up, man. It just doesn't. <laughs> well, folks, that's what we're talking about today, our movies that don't hold up. We are headed into the break, but when we come back it is all about you guys. So head over to our Facebook page and comment there or join join us on the Stereo app and we will see you guys in just a couple minutes. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. On surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now, if you want to chime in, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video and comment there, or in just a little bit, join us on the Stereo app at Stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. The topic today is movies that do not hold up. I gave my pick of Space Jam in the last segment. Tony mentioned The Wizard, and uh, I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. So, uh, Tony, without further ado, why don't you go ahead and present the picks from our Phoenix fans. I got a, quite a bit today, so this is good. Um... We go with our super fans, Mike and Lacey. So we know Mike shares the same with the... Uh, so we had a conversation about one of them, and I had to scroll back up. 
Um, so definitely he had said the wizard, but he said Harry Potter one does not hold up. He's worried that the flight of the navigator and the labyrinth probably don't either. He's actually scared to watch them again and potentially ruin how much he liked them. And also Howard the duck. And I said, yeah, but I, I haven't gone back and watched Howard the duck either. All I remember is the duck boobs about right. it, really. It's like, <laughs> no, the duck boobs definitely hold up. Yeah. So. Labyrinth, mm. I, I have seen in the last year or so. And, uh, you know, it, it's good for what it is. You know, you have to realize it's an 80 movie with uh, big hair. But Jim Henson always does pretty well. The one along those lines that really doesn't hold up was Tom Cruise's Legend. Ooh, that's a tough watch. <laughs> that's when he was with the unicorn and tried to take on the devil by exactly. Tim Curry, right? Yep. Yeah. Oof, I haven't seen that since I was a kid, but I'll be skipping. <clears throat> Lacey's uh, had a few of them. She said Little Monsters, Three Ninjas, and um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Don't hold up. She even gave us a teenage one because I had joked. I'm like, I wonder if Can't Hardly Wait holds up. I doubt it does. And I used to like that movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one being fun. Haven't seen it recently. Um, three, yeah. three Ninjas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would fear watching what that. What was it? Cole, Tum Tum, and uh, some other kid, right? Yeah, and then was it the second or third one that uh, had Hulk Hogan in it? <laughs> High noon at Mega Mountain. They filmed that in Denver at Elitch's. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They sure did. Filmed here in Colorado. Let me tell you something, little ninjas. Tum Tum, Sum Sum, and Cole. Dude. <laughs> Brother. Uh, Mike says, I wonder if Idle Hands holds up. I haven't, Idle Hands was uh, Seth Green. Uh, Devin Sawa. Devin Sawa, Jessica Alba. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one. Started Alba. Yes, it does hold up. Watch that in the does last it? year as well. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Jamie Anna chimed in and she said, and this is, she's recovering from uh, surgery she had last week. She decided to watch Good Burger. <laughs> she oh, only no. got like. 10 minutes into it she said she had to stop it was definitely not as good as she remembered she she kind of rode the nostalgia factor got to it and was like yeah not not for me this is i'm i'm good this is not as good i think she liked it a lot more when she was younger because she worked one of her first jobs was mcdonald's and she could kind of relate to it then okay but Today, not so much, yeah. yeah. I could never... Good Burger, welcome to Good Burger. Good Burger, burger was never for me. <laughs> not Burger. Good Burger, yeah, no one wants a good burger. Yeah, along good along burger. those same lines, uh, Dude Wears My Car could never do it. No, uh, did you ever watch that? I did. I saw it in theaters, and it was terrible. It was bad then. I didn't like it ever, except that and then. No, it did. Yeah, that was the only and good then. part. That was the only part I liked, yeah. Uh, my buddy Brett, we should call him, uh, his last name is Farmer, so his Farmer Almanacs of Bad Movies. Um, <laughs> we are Farmer. He has sent me quite a few. He's like, man, I'm like the king of movies that don't hold up. He has Uncle Buck with John Candy. Bringing down the house with Queen Latifah and some white dude who's played by Steve Martin. Yep. And, um, he said planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh no, he's he was explaining who was in it. it was ah. Steve Martin. Taxi with Queen Latifah. That was Queen Latifah and Jimmy Fallon. She, I think he drove a Daewoo in that movie. If I don't, 
Mike Mike featuring Little Bow Wow, Air Bud, <laughs> uh, The Nutty Professor, C Spot Run, Kangaroo Jack. He goes, Jesus, why are bad movies my thing? <laughs> and lastly, he's like, I guess if it was a big movie, Twister and uh, Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Remind yeah. me never to ask him for movie advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is. He likes a lot of bad movies. He's yeah. always like, dude, did you watch this movie? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that, dude. <laughs> like, he loved Hubie Halloween, and I, I, I can't do it. I could just talk like Hubie. Yeah, Mr. Lambert. Uh, do you have a dog, Mr. Lambert? But it was not a good movie. No. Though. No, not whatsoever. No. But he <laughs> loves the bad movies. He's into them. So now is that everything from the Phoenix fans? That is it for the Phoenix fans. I reached out to Stace, haven't heard, so we will roll with a little stereo roulette. All right. Well, as Tony mentioned, exactly. We are going to head into the stereo app, and as we like to mention, just like life, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So, uh, might be some foul language, might be some uh, really weird random stuff, but, uh, you know, that's part of the fun, also part of the weirdness. So, uh, let's roll on in to the stereo app. All right. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Yeah. Are we live? We are live. So we, we are, are talking movies that don't hold up. Any movie come to mind for you that you saw maybe recently and thought, oh, man, this is terrible? The last movie I watched was Gotti, the Gotti movie, John Travolta. Oh. And I was actually really, I was pleased with it. I was actually pleased with it. Sorry. You liked it. So the opposite of most people. Oh, so did a lot of people see that and they didn't like it? Well, not a lot of people saw it, but the ones that I know of that did, didn't care for it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like a, a film I didn't like. I mean, there's, there's lots, right? There's, there's lots. Mm-hmm. Um, if only Game of Thrones was like a, a movie, man, because that would be the 100%. <laughs> what, about a movie, what about a movie that uh, maybe you grew up as a kid, loved, and then went back and rewatched later on in life and thought, why did I like this so much? Oh, like the old Mortal Kombat. So I'm looking forward to the new yeah. Mortal Kombat perfect example that's yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah we're looking good forward job. to that one too well we're gonna move on we appreciate you chiming in drop us a follow and hopefully you can join us again at a future date all right peace take care you as love well. you guys thanks uh, all right out of the gate we got a good one how's it going you're on the christian Fien- nope <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing today well, I'm good. Good. So we're talking about movies that don't hold up. Is there a movie that maybe you loved as a kid, watched a little bit later on in life, and realized, oh, man, this is terrible? All movies are terrible. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, there's some there's some good ones, but uh, any one in particular come to mind for you? No, all movies are terrible. They're made by evil people. All right. <laughs> I told me Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. How are you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Hi. Apparently other things were happening at the same time. <laughs> we're gonna keep rolling on. Because I hate movies. I hate them all. They're pure evil. Put him evil by the devil. 
was Bobby Boucher's dad. <laughs> hey, 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 Bobby, Bobby Boucher. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Boy, we had a great stuff. one right out of the gate. We really did. And even Friday said, holy crap, it worked. <laughs> How are you doing today? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. I'm doing good. How are you today? Good. Hi. So, well, what's on the news today? Well, we're talking about what's on the news today. We're talking about. Oh, is there any U.S. Yeah, we're talking about movies. Was there any? And uh, no, no, I don't want to talk about movies. I want. Well, bye. It's our show. Hey, so we're talking news today. What's on the news today? Ah! <laughs> Friggin' spaz. Right. Yeah, you're coming on to our show. We're not going on to yours, so uh, we're going to dictate what the uh, what uh, it is. How are you I doing? Friday. You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Hi. 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 So we're talking Hello. about movies Uh-oh. that don't hold up. Is there a movie that maybe you grew up with loving, recently went back and watched and thought, man, this is terrible? Oh, Wow. Oh, man. There are probably a few. Uh, you got to give me a moment to think about them. Oh, I think one of the ones that I I watched when I was younger. Oh, shit. Our examples were like uh, Space Jam or um, Twister, The Wizard, movies like that. Uh, oh, um, oh, what is it? Masked? The Mask with Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's yes. a good. I bet that doesn't hold I, I, up too well. I watched that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like that one didn't hold up very well. It was cool when I wa- when I was little, but not now. That's a perfect example. That is a, that's probably the best example we've had today. That's a really good one. Well, I we, mean, on this radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate you chiming in. Drop <laughs> drop us a follow, and we'd love to have you on again in the future. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Well, I'd say we had some good interaction. We had some weird interaction, but that's what happens no, with no, the stereo No, that was app. the best one on this app. Hers was clear, good. I was worried, though, like when I said, uh-oh. I thought it was the lady from the other day when she started going on a rant. That's what I'm like. It sounded just like her mouth. No, and I I have her <laughs> blocked in here, so she oh, won't be appearing oh, okay. again. So. <laughs> you blocked her. You should block the dude that hates movies. Apparently, he hates everything in life. Exactly. Well, folks, Jabroni. that does it for the interactive portion of the show. When we come back, we've got a segment called Hauntingly Creepy. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is our the Phoenix line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topics of the day, which we just finished up, had some great interaction there. Now, if you want to chime in, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out 
out in a future show. Now, a quick programming note, we will be running a best of replay on Monday just to give ourselves a little extra you know, boost through the weekend, put together a great uh, run of shows for the rest of the week. So as of right now, there is no call-in topic for Monday, but stay tuned to our Facebook page on Monday for Tuesday's call-in topic. So a little programming note. This yeah. segment... Hey, Phoenix fans, that I got your number and contact I'll message you the, the thing, and you guys can hit me up ahead of time. Now, in this segment, uh, we're revisiting something that we love talking about. I've titled it Hauntingly Creepy, Stories of the Unexplained, maybe ghosts, maybe aliens, maybe go, just go, go, go. strange, weird things that you've experienced. Tony shared his story multiple times about uh, you know the house he used to live in with the scratches down the walls. You. Couldn't explain it. Um, you know, I lived in a house where I would see a little girl out of the side of my um, vision. And uh, occasionally I'd be working on homework in my uh, room and the stereo would turn on. And uh, I could even go to the point of saying, you know, not right now. And it would turn back off. Things you can't explain, but, you know, sure enough, they happened. So let's go ahead and roll on into Hauntingly Creepy. This one from user Inu Yasha says, I don't believe in ghosts at all. However, I worked in a building with a keypad locked doors. On video, at least five doors were violently thrown open in the same hallway seconds apart. There were cameras on both sides and neither showed anyone there. And they were in an enclosed building that wouldn't have allowed wind to blow them open plus the keypad. I 100% cannot explain what I saw, even today, but I ended up working nights in the building alone without ever seeing anything weird. I did on occasion get hair standing up on my neck and a feeling of being watched. Somebody's watching me. I, if I didn't believe in ghosts before that, I certainly would after it. Oh, yeah, if that happened to you, you'd have to. Yeah, that would give my goosebumps goosebumps. Yeah, I still want to believe in Ghost Kitty, but it just doesn't exist. (laughs) Wink and nod to my friends. They know. Let's keep rolling on. Ghost Kitty! (laughs) Talking hauntingly creepy. This from Glory Days says... I was in the work. I was in the work kitchen. Okay, I was in the work you were kitchen. In the work. Okay. Cleaning my dishes, I put a plate on the countertop, and out of nowhere, I heard a scratching sound and saw that thing moving four inches at a slow but steady pace. And then it just stopped after a couple of seconds. Now, my only thought with that is, I don't know if you've ever been doing dishes tone, and uh, maybe you put down like a wet glass, and the surface is wet. And it's just sliding because of the wet surface. Nothing more than that. Yeah, that one wouldn't be so creepy. It's just kind of one of those things, like you said, it, it'd be like if you didn't hang up a towel properly. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't enough weight on one side. So the stronger weight, if it was wet, kind of just pulled on the other. And you're like, oh, it fell off on its own. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, there's a reason why it did that. Yeah, it's called gravity. Yeah, you can't explain, like, doors swinging open, that kind of stuff. You can't explain that. Exactly. Something sliding a bit, maybe. <laughs> well, let's keep moving on. Hauntingly creepy. This one from So Illogical says, When I was 13, I had a weird flash of a nightmare while asleep. All I remembered was kneeling on asphalt and holding my hand to my mouth in the worst pain of my life. I told my mom about the dream because it scared me so much. 
Two years later, I was hit by a car while crossing the street and ended up in that exact position, kneeling on asphalt, holding my mouth while blood poured out. My head had apparently bounced off the rear view mirror and that had knocked my two front teeth back into my soft palate. Ooh, premonition or deja vu? Yeah, it's creepy. That made me think of a... uh... I used to, I haven't had this dream in a long time, but I used to have nightmares just randomly. And every nightmare always took place at the same house, not Elm street, but (laughs) it was the same house. And it's a house I've been to as a kid. Um, but it's, it's in Carson city. And every time I drive by it, I just stare at it and I go, why is that house like play a role in a lot of my nightmares? It's just nightmares. Not like good, happy dreams. It's like any weird nightmare I have that house is in it for some reason. What's I don't know why. with kids Nothing these bad days? <laughs> Nothing bad happened in that house, but okay. maybe, I have been in it. Maybe not yet. Premonition. Uh, well, never. I'm never going into that house, so <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've kind of gotten away from driving by that house because I've always been curious. I'm like, is this creepy as it is in my dreams when I drive by? It's just a normal house. Just a house. Well, let's keep, ro- house. Let's keep rolling on with Hauntingly Creepy. This from Procrastinaire. They say, I saw a guy accidentally drop a 16-inch concrete drill bit from shoulder height. It never hit the ground. It's like it stopped existing on its way to the floor. No sound of it hitting the floor. Nowhere to go. Just gone. (laughs) Disappeared into a wormhole somewhere. (laughs) Nope. Easy to explain. Star-Lord was there. He was able. There are Doctor Stranges around. Those spinny things. Done. No worries. We've explained it for you. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought you had more. Sorry, no, no, I did. Uh, uh, Friday just let me know her phone randomly plays Black Eyed Peas songs that her dad liked, and she doesn't have any Black Eyed C- Black Eyed Peas on her phone. Ooh, I think that qualifies for a. Hashtag Ghost Kitty. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. Hauntingly creepy. User garbage goat. That's a cool name. All right. Says, I was sitting on the toilet when, out of the blue, a quarter seemed to appear and hit the floor. It looked like someone had thrown it, but threw my wall. I was home alone, and I still to this day have no idea. It was as if it just phased through mid-throw. It's Doctor Strange again. Stealing books from the library and... I just pictured Ghost Dad, Bill Cosby. Jello pudding pop is a quarter. You're taking a boo boo. <laughs> oh, let's keep moving on. Terrible, terrible. Hauntingly creepy. This from Golden Dude, not Golden Voice, but Golden Dude says, "What is the Golden Dude?" One time when I was younger, I was upstairs in my room playing some games on a PlayStation. I was home alone because both of my parents had gone out to see a movie. It was a fairly normal night with nothing out of the ordinary until I heard an extremely loud crashing noise and what sounded like glass shattering coming from the kitchen area. I immediately went downstairs to try and see the source of the noise. I checked all of the windows, and they showed no signs of damage. Confused, I kept walking around trying to find the source of this loud crashing noise until I walked over to the kitchen. I don't know how this happened, but apparently the outer glass screen of our oven just completely fell off and shattered. Slightly terrified, I proceeded to sweep up all the glass and throw it away. I tried explaining the situation to my parents when they got home, but they didn't believe my story and grounded me for a week because they thought I broke it. 
Sounds like the glue just nah. didn't hold. Yeah, that'd be like me telling you, you know, like when that picture frame fell down the stairs and woke me up and scared the living piss out of me. Um, it just didn't do the the little uh, 3M little stick'em things gave out. Right. And it just fell. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah, all it it's going to create a loud noise. It's glass. It's it's going to break. <laughs> that That is definitely like that. It's not a spiritual thing. On no, that. no. Maybe this one will be. Talking hauntingly creepy from Big Child Banger says, My boss, a co-worker, and I were standing at a surface table measuring something when the quarter-ton table moved about six inches at one corner across the concrete floor with a loud screech, as if someone had grabbed it and moved it out of the way. We just looked at each other like, did that just happen? Yeah, that would be that'd be kind of hard to explain that one. Well, not only that, but you know, you know that sound of a table or a piece of furniture screeching across a floor, yeah. and especially if it's heavy, that one is quite unexplainable. Yeah, there was a you know maybe think too when we did the Stanley Ghost tour the second time, uh, Lacey and Inga they took a picture in this weird room we were in. It was like a big ballroom or something. I don't know, but they took a picture and there's like a weird little image of a little girl. Like it's kind of blurred like in between them. And there was definitely that person, whatever appeared behind them. That kid was not in the room because I was in the room with them. Never saw like, cause there was a lot of people in that ballroom when they're taking photos and stuff. And I tell you that kid or whatever that was, wasn't there so it was a little creepy for sure well they may have to share it with us because i want to see that yeah. all yeah, right it's a little weird and then finally here in hauntingly creepy quick and easy this from core potters says one time i felt my comforter comforter being slowly tugged off of me from the foot of my bed if you if you've watched Ghostbusters, it's just like Ray Stance with the belt moving. Just let it happen. <laughs> Busting makes you feel good. Just roll with it. Well, speaking of rolling with it, folks, we are headed into the break, headed into our final segment. Yes, we're going to be talking this day in history, so don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in just a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the, not only the final segment of the show, the final segment of the week before we head into the weekend, but if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Is that a yes from him? It's just a hidey ho. Just a hidey ho. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that was an enthusiastic yes. I'll take it. Well, folks. Because, you know, because you know what Mr. Hankey thinks about is. 
spreading his Christmas poo around. So you yeah. don't need a world full of you don't need a world full of shit. So yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> I like that answer. Well, while yeah. you're there, folks, go ahead and subscribe. That way, you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think, and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Exactly. Sharing is caring, which is why we do this segment each and every day. We like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Passing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right. Kicking things off, this day in 1457 B.C. is the Battle of Megiddo. Egyptian forces at Thutmose III defeat a large Canaanite coalition under King of Kadesh. First battle recorded with a reliable account. And then, Tony, I don't know if you're looking at the picture, but the guy in the foreground in the bottom right corner looks hilarious. Just giant wide eyes. and ah, It's the Battle of Megiddo! <laughs> Thutmose III! There are times where I wish we could show you guys the pictures that we're looking at just because they're they're awesome. They're perfect. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he looks definitely worried. Mister, mister, get me out of here. <laughs> Let's roll on this day in 1521. Martin Luther arrives at the Diet of Worms Assembly. I've heard of a lot of diet fads, but uh, that one sounds like the worst. I like to eat the um, worms, now the gummy worms, so don't get too grossed out. Um. <laughs> what, what was the name of the business? I didn't mean to hit him again, but what was that? What was the name of the business in Dumb and Dumber? I've got worms. <laughs> yeah, I've got worms. <laughs> Let's move you on. Know, I did. If you guys go to onthisday.com, you could scroll along and you can see these photos. There you go. Moving on this day in 1705. Hey, we were just talking about gravity. Well, Queen Anne of England knights Isaac Newton at Trinity College in Cambridge. Of course, the uh, guy who, he didn't discover gravity, but uh, he came up with the scientific method behind what gravity is. Yeah, Isaac Newton looks like he just came straight out of a Megadeth jam session in that picture. He looks like David Ellefson. Oh, totally. Now, uh, <laughs> from what I understand, he was a very socially awkward person. So uh, I would assume that this knighting was just uh, unusual for him and almost uh, stress-inducing. Oh, I had to have been. Especially, like, even with when you're going to the queen, man. Exactly. A lot. Tony, get that electric guitar ready, because this date in 1799, the Battle of Mount Tabor, Napoleon drives Ottoman Turks across the River Jordan near Acre, and of course, as we know, he's celebrated by heading over to Farrell's, getting himself a Piggly Wiggly trough. Excellent! You know, I almost hit this one. Excellent. <laughs> that would have been a different one. I would have definitely been thrown off on there. Uh, yeah, no guitar in that one. <laughs> Moving no. on. This day in 1874, Dr. David Livingstone's body arrives in Southampton. He was a famous explorer. And, of course, the uh, the origination of, most people have heard it, Dr. Livingstone, I presume. That was him. Oh. Well, now there's a face to go with that name. Exactly. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1922, Annie Oakley sets the women's record by breaking 100 clay targets in a row. She was a sharpshooter, obviously used a pistol for that, and uh, it would have been amazing to see her back in the day. 
Yeah, she was a hell of a shot. She had a hell of a shot, dude. Yeah. Hey there, Annie. And she had a badass, like, cowboy hat with the little... <laughs> and it's crazy to think badge. that, you know, you think of the Old West and, you know, how long ago it was. It was less than 100 years ago. That is true. Yeah. Loves. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Annie Oakley. Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1932, the short film The Music Box released in the U.S. starring Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. And it is the uh, 1932 Academy Award Best Live Action Short Film. Um, you know, that was back when it was the talkies. Not a whole lot of uh, dialogue back in those days. Yeah. Well, I don't watch movies because they're evil. So why would I watch Laurel? <laughs> it's the devil. All right. They're the devil, them talkies. Moving on, this day in 1935, 40-year-old future baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth debuts in the National League with a home run and single in Boston Braves' 4-2 win over the New York Yankees. I mean, we're not even 40 yet, Tone. Could you imagine playing baseball, especially at that level, at that this age? No, no that's crazy. Yeah. And he was 40 years old at the time? Yep. Wow. I yeah, I could. I could. Man, I love it, but I'd be feeling it the next day. I'm sure. Like when we do softball, I usually feel it <laughs> for <laughs> like the the day and the next day. This is why I don't do the tackle football no more because I feel it for too long. Right. And I always picture yeah. him walking out to the mound with like a stogie in his mouth, and I don't know if he ever actually yeah. did that, but uh, you know, that's you just the way be I picture. Cool if, like if you could time travel but don't mess with anything you could just see things you like you can't mess with it you An could observer. just see it yeah oh my god it'd be awesome to see that that would be cool well speaking of time travel maybe you'd want to see this guy this day in 1962 walter cronkite begins anchoring cbs evening news back when news was the news not opinion when it was the news yeah i probably would not want to go back and see that particular person but at least that wouldn't come to mind. There'd be too many other things. I don't blame you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, more baseball history this day in 1983. Steve Garvey sets a National League record by playing in 1,118 consecutive games. Of course, he would never reach the Cal Ripken Jr. status of consecutive games. No. I don't even know how many he got to, but uh, that is a record that I think will never be broken. It'll never. I'm going to look that up because I always use that as a uh, reference, and I don't think a lot of people get my reference at work. I go, hey, I'd call in, but I have a Cal Ripken streak going on. Who? And, and yeah, they're like, what the hell is he talking about? Well, Cal Ripken, he had a streak of, come on. All I ask is for this is the thing. So Loading. Loading now, loading. Goo 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 goo. Um, I think Mike's gonna help me out with that one. Well, while you're searching uh, Mike, for it, Mike was at the game. Ripken broke the world record that some Japan guy had it. So, <laughs> still don't know what the number is. Yeah, you keep reading. We'll do. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. There we go. Well, moving on this day in 1987, we know he's a terrible actor, but he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Michael Jordan becomes the second NBA player in history to score 3,000 points in a season. Awesome. And Cal Ripken's streak was 2,632. That's impressive. Over 16 years. That is impressive. All right. And then uh, let's see. Maybe time for two more. 
This day in 1993, a jury reaches a guilty verdict in the federal case against police officers, two convicted, two acquitted, who beat Rodney King, but the verdict isn't read until tomorrow, April 17th, which obviously stemmed the Rodney King riots. Growing up in Southern California, I remember those quite well. Yeah, it's... uh... I remember that being a big, big thing that happened. It sucked. Yeah. And then finally, this day in history, this day in 2017, the world record for gathering of Charlie Chaplin lookalikes, 662 at Manoir de Bonne Chaplin Museum in Veve, Switzerland. You got to be a really hey, big man. Charlie Chaplin fan to do that, right? Yeah, you got to be a huge fan. Hey, baby. <laughs> well, folks, before we head into the weekend, let's drop some of today's holidays. <laughs> Where we talk about the things that we like to celebrate. For instance, Tony, today is Day of the Mushroom. No thanks. <laughs> it's a Mario. Today is National Foursquare Day. I don't know if they mean the uh, the recess game or something different, but all right. That's the last time I remember Foursquare. It is National Bean Counters Day. Accountants. Mm, it is National Eggs Benedict Day. Mm, yummy. Mm, Benedict Cumberbatch. National Stress Awareness Day. That's every day, man. Be aware. <laughs> National Orchid Day. National Healthcare Decisions Day. National Librarian Day. National Semicolon Day. It is Save the Elephant Day. National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day, which I am below the waist. And Teach Your Daughter to Volunteer Day. Well, folks, that does it for another week of shows. We are headed into the weekend. Reminder, we are running a best of on Monday, so we will see you all with a brand new episode on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you then. Mid-credit scenes. 